I'm Bryn. I'm Chris. And I'm Ellis. And, and this, this is P.A.P.A.S.T.R.U.N.K. Our, our aesthetic is messy drunk. We're like the girl in the bathroom at the bar after several drinks who's like, you're the most fucking beautiful person I've ever seen. Don't you ever let And you're like, I met you five seconds ago. Yeah, that is us. absolutely our aesthetic. That's <laughs> yeah. who we are. The PH drugs. Three girls in the bathroom telling you you're spectacular. I think that should be our new, our new motto, our new tagline. I literally went from actually doing that in the clubs to doing it on a podcast. <laughs> so... We can't go to cubs. We can't go to cubs. We can't go to clubs anymore. I mean, you can go to clubs if you want to, but like. PH Drunk is our fortnightly ish podcast where we drink to excess and discuss classic works of literature. But you're in for an extra special treat because today we are deciding whatever the fuck we want is a classic, is a classic. Uh, Because it's episode two of Modern Month. So during Modern Month, and I say month, loosely but what i actually mean is whatever the fucking episodes get put out because what is time anyway yeah yeah it's the end times it's just one long month of doom so anyway we're picking a contemporary novel a piece um and maybe we think it'll achieve classic status someday or maybe it's just trashy and we love it anyways just so you all know uh you should obviously read all the books that we recommend because we are literary geniuses and our word is gospel um the goddess is gospel don't bring any of that heteronormative patriarchal bullshit religion the lord has no gender the lord the, lo- the lady lord has no gender <laughs> So usually we talk about old stuff and we can't be able to push spoilers because it's like 300 years old. And if you don't know how it ends, it's your fault. Um, but today's book has only been around for a few years. There's a TV series about it. So we still can't be blamed for spoilers. And you're Spoil welcome. Spoil yourself if you want. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're welcome. <laughs> Matthew <laughs> <laughs> Good can spoil pretty much whoever also consents. Okay, but also Alex Kingston's in it, and like, well, yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that too. So, so uh, speaking of this TV show with Matthew Good in it, we should probably tell you what book it, it is that we're re- discussing. Uh, that book is Discovery of Witches by Deborah Harkness, and because it is Bryn's pick, she's going to take us to segment one, authority. Segment one, a authority, all about the author. She's named. Deborah Harkness. Uh, she is a professor of history at USC in the USC system. She researches science and medicine just like the main character of the book. You guys, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. This book is part of a trilogy that has four books. I know what you're all thinking. The first three are an actual trilogy about Diana and Matthew, the two main characters. The fourth book, okay, it's not actually part of the trilogy, it's like a spin off. It's about Marcus, who's Matthew's quote-unquote son, and Phoebe, who becomes a vampire, and she knows like a shit ton about art. She's an art person. So if you want to know all about the art, you have to read all the way to the fourth book. I'm very sorry. Um, But this one. If you don't give a fuck about the art. I mean, you could. Okay, I've only read the first two. I've read all four of them. I I still think the second one is probably the best one. Um, But this one's all the setup. Maybe the fourth one, though. I don't know. The fourth one was good, too. But since we're talking about the first book... We are talking about the first book. Thank you for helping us stay on track. Specifically me. 
So, Ellis, resident bartender extraordinaire for PH Shrunk, what is tonight's episode's totally made-up cocktail? Well, we have tonight a witch water, which is in honor of our favorite little witch, Diana, um, and witch, some witch. of... Which witch? The Diana witch. Uh, and she, she, one of her, one of her many talents is witch water. And so, um, if you would like to partake in one, all you need is some vodka, uh, two shots over ice, a splash of uh, blue carousel, and fill to the top with your choice of either uh, soda water, uh, some sort of Lacroix, or um, Diet Sprite. Um, I went with Diet Sprite. So. You could do whatever you want. We don't follow many rules in this place. Um, anyway, mix it up. It's delicious. Have some. It will get you drunk. Beware. It's Witch very, water very, is very powerful. powerful. It's a powerful, powerful situation. <laughs> yes. I, I also recall the addition of a bit of dry ice makes it particularly witchy. Oh, fuck. I forgot about the dry ice. Definitely dry ice will make it extra witchy. Um my partner was very concerned about dry ice in a drink because you're not supposed to consume it, but it evaporates because science. Uh, so you don't actually drink it. Uh, it just makes it look all like, you know, foggy and shit. Uh, very like it came out of a cauldron. Um, so, yeah, do it. It's cool. It's very witchy. And that kids, is Ellis's science corner. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you liked learning about science from an English major. <laughs> Let's head possibly to segment 1B, the Get Lit Review. Uh, segment 1B, the Get Lit Review. This is our um, totally lit plot summary. The book opens on Diana doing archival research in the Bodland in Oxford. So glamorous. It's probably the most academic thing this book could start with. Um, and honestly, we're here for it. Like, I really like reading rooms. She describes them all. They're very detailed, like the different areas and how each academic has a preferred desk. And if that's not the most accurate thing, I don't know what the is. The most accurate thing. Most accurate. Um, while she is in this delightful reading room, a very specific reading room too. She like talks about a specific room in the Bodleian. Um, she finds a book that sighs at her. You heard me correctly. It makes an audible sigh when she touches it. Turns out it's because it's I'm magical. Like, yeah. Sometimes I make audible sighs when things touch me. But... <laughs> in the Bodleian though? But you are also a living being, so <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I don't know. The more we read, the more we're kind of like books. So, um, yeah, basically. So Diana reads this book, sort of. She looks at it and it sighs at her. And then, at the end of the day, she decides she doesn't want to see it again. So she sends it back because she's a witch, but doesn't want to do magic. And the book was magic. And the library seals it back in the archives. Apparently, the air contracts around her like some weird Ghostbusters TV show. And then <laughs> the book is back in the archives, never to be seen or heard from again. Um, after she's touched the book, touch, 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 touch me. I oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it is almost Halloween. So let's do it. Let's do, let's do it. it. Let's do it. 
Um, after that, a bunch of creatures, witches, vampires, and demons, those are the creatures, all start following her around because they all want the magical book that only talks to Diana. They think it contains the story of how all these creatures became a thing in the first place. And then there's obviously drama. Um, Diana goes to live with vampires um, after falling in love with a vampire, of course. So first the falling in love, then she goes to live with them. And then this vampire she falls in love with named Matthew goes with Diana to stay at the witch's house in upstate New York. And then Diana gets like tortured emotionally and physically. There's like shit carved into her back. And um, turns out witches and vampires are kind of the good guys sometimes, all of them sometimes. Thank you so much for that Get Lit review, Bryn. Um, Get that sarcasm out of your voice. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to sound like a news anchor. (laughs) It came out super snarky. Oh, I'm sorry. I I didn't mean it to be snarky. I was trying to be professional. This is why I can't fucking win. I'm either not professional enough or I'm like snarky and bitchy. Like, fuck. You're perfect. You're beautiful. You're perfect. You're beautiful. It's true. I'm perfect the way I am. Just fucking love me, people. Just love me. I'll always love you. (laughs) You're the wind beneath my wings. I watched a Bette Midler video earlier in my bed. You know I did. Okay. So um, you guys are not only in for a special treat because it is modern month, but also because for the first time ever in the history of PH Drunk, the podcast, we have a very special guest. So we know very well. Yes. 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 Our very special guest is someone that we know really well. Uh, She fits right in with us and we think you're gonna love her too she will be going by the name of lucy uh so I'm lucy why don't you introduce yourself tell us in, about um, you who are you what's uh, up how's other it going side of english studies um which means that i study like post-human theories and how they intersect with rhetorics and that makes me clearly the obvious guest for a book about um witches and an alchemical manual historian so Thanks. I'm really happy Lucy, to be here. We are so I'm glad to have you with us tonight. I'm avoiding crawling. We're we're happy, but also we won't judge. So you do you, girl. PH Drunk is a judgment-free zone unless you are a fictional character, in which case all we will do is judge you. If you're a special guest on the show, it's because we won't judge you. Everybody else, sorry. It is what it is. We did our judging before you got here. It's fine, Lucy. I would five-star rate you on Amazon. I would five-star rate you on Amazon. <laughs> Aw. So A++ plus plus would friend again. Would friend again. It's time for segment two. Theme party! I think it's my turn to do Absolutely. Theme Let's do so it. Here you go. Do it, do it. Themes on, themes on, themes. Ooh, a sexy theme oh. song today. I'm into oh, it. Yes. You're welcome. I just thought I'd toss that one out there for the peoples. Excellent. Yeah, I love it. Um, love I it. thought we could talk about two big themes today. The first one I have titled right. with the technical term. It is right. called weird body stuff. It includes <laughs> things like shiny skin, smells, 
strange witch powers, um, horses with abnormally large feet, uh, strange stone buildings that somehow manipulate your body into floating when you do yoga in them. Hmm. I think <laughs> Is it's that was the it the building or the magic? I think the building had something to do with it. She spent way too much time describing the building for the building having nothing to do with it. It's such a historian move. Like, as, like, disconnected as Diana is from her own, like, witchiness, right? I have no doubt in my mind that she is also disconnected from whatever, like, material sexuality she has. So just because she wants to fuck this building does not necessarily mean that's the reason she's floating. She loves it. She absolutely is madly in love with a building and wishes it would do dirty, dirty things uh-huh. to her. It's a, okay, we should tell the listeners in case they haven't read it. It's a Tudor uh-huh. style, not like farter, like Tudor, like the. the <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Surely the God can our we readers not, know. Can we not be slightly above bathroom humor? No, we absolutely cannot. Oh, it's Tudor like the English monarch. You did say this is a judgment free zone. I did say this is a judgment free zone. Only judge all the time. <laughs> You're all very welcome for that piece of information. Oh. It's Tudor like the English monarchs. It's that style from the 16th century. And um, apparently she spends a lot of time describing like the hallway table and the weird ass paintings and the fabric walls and then the floors that they all oh, must carvings. ground themselves to during their yoga. And, and she's like, it's exactly like an actual 16th century building would have been in the 16th century. And then Matthew's like, oh. What about that? Matthew's like, so yeah, totes had this built for myself. Thanks. Like, they built on this whole wing for me. It's fine. Maybe we should explain who Diana and Matthew are. Probs. Oh fuck. Probs. Yeah. Our bad. So Diana's like the main character, and she. I mean, we may have done this in the library. I can't remember. It's it's been seven minutes, you guys. We can't remember. Whatever. I think we explained that Matthew is a vampire and Diana is a witch, and that is what happened. Clearly a like bdsm daddy but he doesn't get like consent to have a little right oh lean my gosh in, this is lean a new... in yes this is i'm here this for is the this content part. we are here for i have to tell you with this new piece of information i do get serious daddy vibes from matthew with his suits and like his hands in his pockets, and then like telling De- uh, oh, Diana to be quiet, the weird and like stop talking, with her, like, and come here. Yes, the thing that gets that me is, is the lack of consent. That's the thing for me too. That's the thing. That's the thing like, for me. It would too. be super hot if they were like if they had just had like a conversation beforehand. So what I do in the um, ignore everything that you don't like until you get the in this case heterosexual, but that's like boring. Um, I mean, is it really heteronormative if, like, they're not humans? So, yeah. It's supposed to be fine. I just imagine that the consent conversation happened off page. <laughs> yeah, and that like, they discussed it, and she's actually really yeah. into it, and then at no point during the novels does she say a safe word, and that, it, like, all of this is just BDSM um, consensual. Lucy, stuff. not sure how, if you've listened to all of our episodes or not, but... We do a thing, uh, 
and we recommend it highly to all of our dear readers. Where part- we also recommend listening to all of our episodes highly. Yeah, do also that, also do that. Uh, but 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 we do this thing where um, we ignore the parts we don't like of books. And we acknowledge that we're going to ignore those parts until we get the queer romance we want. Uh, but in this case, it's not a queer romance that we're getting. Um, although kinky. there's one of those too. But it's kinky. It's kinky. So listen. Yes. We're ignore just ignoring, it until you we're get what you want. We're the shit that we don't like until just you get like the kinky one lantern, romance you want. You know, one little lantern. There you go. We've modified our like, motto. One little lantern on that would have been all <laughs> that she needed so that we didn't have to like say we were ignoring it. But yeah, I'm... Yeah. Yes, exactly. it would have been nice, but it's apparently a, a little, I a little not. Well, wait, there was, if you will. Wait, there was a said. line. There was a line. There was a line, and like, okay, listen, I look at her bringing the textual evidence. I don't even like this very much, but I am going to defend this one thing uh, because it was in the book. There was a part where he said something about along the lines of. I just feel very protective over you and I'm sorry like for being so overbearing or whatever. And she said, no, I really like it that you're like this with me. Um, it's nice. And so I feel like maybe, which in like the grand scheme of consent, uh, no, but in 2006 understandings of consent where people were dumb as fuck, I guess that counts. Retroactive. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's it doesn't count for me. Consent, right? I'm not it's saying right. it's a huge... Retcon consent. Yes, retcon consent. Okay, so here's the thing. The, the like, protective overbearing thing bothers me. So much. When it's not consensual. But then I pretend it is consensual. And then I'm like... Like, there are people who... That is their jam, right? Um, it's obviously Deborah yeah. Harkness's jam. If that is your shit, then this is the book for you. Get on it. Like, clap, clap, clap. Love it. I love that journey for those people. And if you read this, because that turns you on, as long as you know that in real life, consent is necessary and needs to be so much more explicit than that, if this is what's going to get you off... Yeah, like, don't break into people's houses. That that seems like a good safe ground rule. But, like, distinct, in the, fi- the fiction itself is problematic. But if you read the problematic fiction to get your rocks off, zero judgment. Oh, God, the fanfic like, that I read about the X-Files is so problem. Look, I do not judge. If this does it for you, if you behave this way in real life, I will judge the fuck out of you and probably recommend, like, legal action but like <laughs> at least counseling at like, least i'm not like, a fan honestly. of cops but like <laughs> shock horror but i couldn't agree with ellis more like if this is if reading this gets you off yes if acting like this gets you off absolutely no there, see and that is the beauty of literature because we get to discuss these things we get to we it. get to be the ones that we get to be the ones I, that draw the fine line we drew it, bitches. We fucking drew it. You're welcome, society. <laughs> I, I'm glad that you understand consent now. I'm just saying maybe we should run the world, that's all. Beyonce said we shouldn't. I, mean, I don't think anyone's in the position to argue with Beyonce, so... No, don't argue with Now them. that we've got, had that whole parenthetical about, like, BDSM, kink, yeah, and consent, which I loved... 
so much. Maybe we get back to the weird body stuff. Specifically, I need to talk. I need to talk about the smelling thing. Oh Jesus, Mary and Joseph. <laughs> what is with all the sniffing? It you is guys? a lot of fucking there's, sniffing. There's so much sniffing. Okay. Do it. Do it, Alice. No, I was, Do it, Alice. I was told to calm myself take down. It. No, no. This no. one I'm saying take it home for the team, okay. baby Okay, okay. So here's the deal with the sniffings. Uh, at one time we were going to talk about wine, uh, but we're not now. So I'm going to talk about it here. Uh, We've used our time on yeah, the so sniffing. So we're going to, we're, 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 it. we're putting in wine into, under the umbrella of the sniffing. So... Uh, he likes wine, Matthew does, and he's, like, all about, I can mm-hmm. smell it and then be like, oh, look, at like, this is all the notes and whatever. Well, apparently when you were born in, like, 1592, you've got time to fucking learn about wine, like, actually, and not just be one of those. Wait, 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 wait. What year was he born in? I don't know. Like, like, a hot damn minute ago. It was, like, the 1500s. No, it was like the 500. Oh, it was? Okay. Yeah. Even better. That even yeah. proves my point even more. Fuck. So saying. he's been around long enough that he actually knows about wine, like for real, and not just one of those assholes that like swirls the glass and pretends they know what the fuck they're doing. So he's always like, look, at I can smell notes of whatever, whatever. And he's like trying to teach Diana about this. But then he, it's a bridge too motherfucking far because he comes in and he's like, she smells like blah, blah, blah. And then I can't like honeysuckle and bullshit. Like, like I it's don't, fucking it, creepy as shit. It's creepy as shit. Like I no. agree, absolutely. Fucking Matthews, no. Matthews olfactory senses are too far. But the thing that really gets my goat is fucking Diana's obsessed with how things smell too. Yeah, because he like gets her thinking that no, way. No, it's before that because she's like he smells like cloves and she cinnamon leg- and I'm like she legit, that does sound like, yummy Marcus but no. it wanted to set up that entire scene where fucking Diana says what do you think I taste like? And then she's like, oh, I realized what I said to a vampire. To a vampire? No, it didn't have to be to a vampire. You ask somebody, what do you think I taste like? It's not. We all know what that means. We all know what that means. I mean, I didn't either. But I like didn't it's, hate it. Like, all the sniffing is solely what do you think I did? Like, Oof, Oh, my God. Was that suggestive? For someone who's but like, old. oh my god, we do not just like diet. Like everyone, everyone's sense of smell is just so fucking intense. And I'm sorry, I don't know about other people, but for me personally, my nose is not an erogenous zone. No, that is not doing it for me at all, at all. Like, can we skip those fifteen motherfucking paragraphs every other page? Like, I'm good. Can we get on to the sexual scenes? Even I'm calling for a sexual scene. Like, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, I never call for a sexual scene. No, you already heard it first. You already heard it first. Alice wants the sex scene. If it means I don't have to read 15 pages in a row of how someone smells like motherfucking cloves, then yeah, I would. I'm sorry, I'm yelling. Then yes, I would would prefer a sex scene at this point. Just get it the fuck over with already. Is there any weird body stuff that we do like no. that happens in the books? No. I feel like... I thought it was a little bit twilighty, mm-hmm. And for that reason, 
um, entertaining because it's relationship with my mm. own youth. That all of their skin Everyone glow. Well all of it. Vampires, witches, even yeah. sometimes the demons. Yeah. Um, very well. doing. Their highlighter is on pink. They use body oil or some shit. I don't know. But they were glowing. They were glistening. They were shining. Um, they were um, luminous. There were lots of adjectives about skin being shiny, and I realized that that is a cliche, but but I read all the Twilight books in my youth, <laughs> and and at least, at least, Deborah Harkness <laughs> did not write the line, this is the skin of a cliche. Okay, first of all, so, <laughs> She also didn't. She also didn't do that awesome, amazing moment of dramaticness when she did like one page for each month, and it was just the month because we were yes. in a depression. Yes. So I'm sorry, Deborah Harkness is still not as cool wrote, as Stephanie. Okay, wait. She wrote an entire. No, disagree. But all right, she gets to like both trot out what she knows about the history of like Victorian England a bunch, and. And gets to enact whatever weird, like, um, sensory sexual daddy issues she has. And daddy um, issues aside, from it just yeah. be, aside from it being just, like, two desperate calls for the authors to just get laid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. She called him out. Lucy, come in with the hard truth. This podcast is not sponsored by the author of Twilight or the author of Discovery of Witches, and apparently she <laughs> never will be. So. Yeah. But if you want to get, but, but Zebra, that's it. We're but done. Zebra, if you want to uh, get laid, I will say, call us. A couple... We will help you stop sniffing people. <laughs> if you want to go, if you need help. Call one eight hundred. Stop sniffing. <laughs> we gotta put our shit on the toaster. If you want to get laid, call someone, but please stop sniffing, people. Stop sniffing. Oh. Oh. Hashtag stop sniffing. Uh, weird body yeah. stuff that I like. I do like. I do quite like the yoga scene. It's a little cheesy, but I do enjoy it yeah. quite a and bit. When she comes over, I like the yoga the teacher. She's is not for you, sexy. and she doesn't like. Judge uh, or explain or anything. I'm reading, I'm reading the that your body is putting out, yeah, and you hate the shit. I like that. And so part. let me give you a different way to do it, so you can still have this experience, and that's fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I do want to say I think it is kind of cool that she connected the adrenaline thing to like. The vampire is getting more like intensely like, oh my god, I want to suck your blood and the predator thing because like it's a little bit of that science thing that she's into, right? I was like, okay, okay. There's some detail, there's some some actual background there. It's a little bit uh, more fleshed out, if you will. Oh no. That's a terrible pun. I love it. Okay. I did like I did like the extra science stuff. I didn't like the heavy-handed science explanation. Oh, yes. oh my god. I feel like if you took a, like, a biology class, either in high school or college, that explanation is like someone slicing a knife down a Q-tip. It was painful. It was awful. 
um, our secondary theme in the theme party that never ends is academia in these books. So as a backstory, Diana is tenured at Yale before the age of 33, <clears throat> uh, which one that's like super unrealistic. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's not I know. I like 16 or something like that, but honestly, 16 year Sixteen year olds should not be that in doesn't college. matter. Like, like I know somebody like, who finished not, high okay. school and but okay, but like but like for real, I've seen part of this woman's writing process and she ain't tra- like based on this writing process, which takes a really long time and she's willing to just like completely ignore things that seem to activate this like witchiness in her right so we're just not going to deal with this and if that's your writing process you are definitely not productive enough to reach tenure at yale at 33 no no and she's taking a whole summer to write this thing but she organizes a keynote speech and honestly it should look the night before like right I've never not written a conference paper the I'm week saying. before. Remember that time we had a professor? Okay, one time. One time. I wrote the conference paper earlier than a week before, and that was because someone told me I'm just I had saying to. we had a professor where we were, where uh, three of the four of us were at a conference, and she decided the night before she presented, not even, like, before the conference started, the night before she presented, like, day three of the fucking conference, she was going to just stay up and like have a whole new thing and she did it in one night so why do we need a whole summer i don't i don't know but she's really concerned about it she keeps going to the library specifically for this keynote address that she's going to give and then there's like a whole thing with a white table and she makes puzzle pieces out of her work and that's her writing process like Mm -hmm. that that's what it is which i think is what lucy was talking about well and we also see her just like venture through a whole bunch of manuscripts but we don't necessarily see her drawing any actual conclusions like none and so it's like i she literally just describes them In the archives, if you're rushed, I suppose, I mean, I'm always in a rush because hashtag grad funding, <laughs> um, you're like describing the shit out of everything, rapid fire, like typing like your life depends on it and taking photographs of whatever you're allowed to, to save it for later. And then you come home and you write about it. If you're going to spend a whole year on sabbatical gets at a the Bodleian, staying in Oxford's you know. dorms, I... It, to me, part of this writing process doesn't make sense. To write a fucking keynote. Yeah. The sheer level of fantasy that she's doing original research for a keynote. She's either, like, the only thing you're so doing... So that you can tell everybody how intimately you know the Bodleian's reading room at access. the archives... Yes. That is the like, purpose. an actual academic, if you're doing archival research exactly. for a year, you're writing exactly. a fucking monograph... Exactly. From which you will exactly. for the next if you're, 15 years. If you're years doing a your keynote, you're doing it over your last <laughs> monograph, the one that got you fucking tenure right. at Yale, not the one that you're about to write on this. Uh-huh. Speaking of weird things that happen, that's a nice transition yes. there, Bryn. Don't you think? Yes, I do think. Okay. <laughs> Segment three is called 
Ride or Dies, in which we perform very detailed character analysis for, in this case, for semi-drunk people. Um, honestly, we're doing the best we can, okay? We're several drinks deep. So today, I want to talk about two characters who are named Sarah and Emily, or M for short. Mm-hmm. They also happen Roommates, to be quote unquote. lesbian lovers, <laughs> and Sarah is the aunt of well yeah sarah is the aunt of diana no yeah okay the backstory on sarah and m is that sarah is diana's aunt and raised her when diana's parents died and then sarah and m saw each other almost every day coincidentally and but emily never moved in until Mm -hmm. diana moved out and then emily was like oh i don't know sarah needs a roommate guess i'll go live with them and then they've been inseparable and m M was the best friend m was the best friend of diana's mother you forgot that part that's why they were seeing that's why they're yeah, seeing each other all the time. Definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely not because they are having delightful sex. Definitely not. Definitely, absolutely, definitely not lesbian sex part. No, great. <laughs> like Diana really pisses me off. I think she's one of those main characters. It's who's clearly like, too like perfect. It's clearly like, she like this, have any real when, flaws. When women authors do this to their main characters, I'm like. Just because you have, like, weird insecurities about, like, the gap between your reality and what you think society wants you to be doesn't mean that you have to create a character that nobody can believe is real. Upon rereading for this, to prepare for this podcast, I had to really, like, Mm -hmm. look at how much... Don't get me wrong, this book is enjoyable. I like the alchemical bullshit, like, so much. Um, But, um... Me too. Me too. The, my favorite part, actually. The degree to which my love for the book was tied to a pre-PhD program understanding of what academia was and the romanticization of that mm. is fucking <laughs> real. Listen, I just, I just felt my stomach drop into like, my oh, nether regions. And part of the reason why I'm having a hard so time true. upon this read is because I am no longer enamored with the ivory tower the way that I used to be. <laughs> Gasp! No, you aren't. I will say that, like, that's part of the reason that this whole trilogy of four books appeals, though, right? Is that it feels like the YA fantasy romance that we might have read when, when it was yesterday. Um, Cause I was definitely reading one of those yesterday. Um, but also like when the heroine is not 19, right? Cause Diana is, starts the book at what? 33 um, tenured at Yale, but 33. And so all of these fantasy genre conventions but fantasy of YA, young adult literature, are then translated to a novel about a 33-year-old woman and what her wildest fantasies might be and what it might look like if all of those were played out because apparently Diana's into the protective vibe. She's into a little bit of BDSM maybe, like until she feels uncomfortable and then she wants to trade places. Um, and then there's like the historical bit where you get to do some cosplay. There's the cosplay stuff, right? Where she wants to dress up as a certain 
part and then like her hair magically grows it's like cosplay on steroids um and then there's the love and commitment where like that safety of a relationship to do to and to try all of these things that she never would have done or tried outside this relationship so honestly it uses all the genre conventions of a white young adult fantasy but puts them onto a woman in her 30s and it's that's not a terrible idea like to have a little fun reading about what might happen if we took all of these things and put them on not a 19 year old okay could we come back to sarah and emily oh yeah we yes. don't get enough sarah and emily though okay but no i i have some feelings about this okay, sarah let's business. talk about okay. it okay let's let's talk about it Yo, okay i know where you're going I mean, I see the show notes, but also I know where you're going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I have have feelings. I have feelings. And I'm an Enneagram type 3. I don't like to talk about the But I do like to talk about the rage ones. I do like to talk about the rage ones. Like a type 8. On page 9, page 9 of this fucking four-book trilogy, it says that Sarah has bright red hair. And it was an outward sign of her quick temper and sharp tongue. She was a plain-speaking, no-nonsense witch who commanded a room as soon as she entered it. If that's not a fucking cliche, I don't know what is. And I'm just going to tell all of you listeners that I do have red or reddish hair, depending on which decade in which we meet. And honestly, like, I, I can't. I can't, you guys. Okay, so... I encourage you the next time you watch the television <laughs> to notice when and where you see people with red hair. You will find that it is always um, kids who are talking too much, um, people who are making poor decisions, and um, people who happen to have quick tempers also. Or are slutty. Is so, or slutty. And like yeah. slut shamed. Slut shamed. Slut shamed is what, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Jessica Rabbit or, would be, or a Cheryl example. Blossom so, from Ray- Riverdale. Listen, Cheryl Blossom is the hottest, hottest. She is the hottest person, on the, like hands down, and the best character in my opinion. But I also have reddish hair and a quick temper, and command a room when I enter it. So I, I don't personally hate this depiction of Sarah. <laughs> I I want to I want to be friends I, with Sarah. I also think Sarah and Emma are hot. <laughs> so I just Sarah find it hot. so cliche that you had to make the weird witch with the quick temper and sharp tongue a redhead. Like you couldn't like it's worse than making Diana have straw blonde hair that sticks up every which way. Like like you couldn't pick a better cliche to go with. Honestly. We have a hard oh. enough time with the red hair, and people are like, "Oh, do you have the temper to match?" And we're like, "I don't fucking. What does that mean?" Okay, but what when does people it mean? ask me that, Stop I'm like, it. "Yeah, I do. <laughs> Try me." And also, well, I think you have a temper. You just tamp it down because you've been trained. Yes, I. Okay, so have y'all watched that movie, Like a Boss, where she says, "Yeah, you're mean, but I have like a deep." mean like if you get me pissed off it's like way down on the inside and I can be even meaner than most mean people yes I am the person with the deep mean but I try 
to keep it on lockdown because it ruins shit. I think we should okay? let it fly. So, I feel like maybe we should give it like a... No, it legitimately ruins shit in my life. All right? I say so, we give it like a good so six-month period, shit. trial period, where you just like <laughs> let it out. I'll be in your corner, girl. If you start a fight, I'll be there to back you up. I'll knock... Like, I will be your bodyguard, but just I just want to see what would happen if you were just like... Anger forward, like, like, like how Bob the drag queens like enters the room purse first. I want to see you at just anger, rage first, bitch, rage first. Like walk in, ready to fucking fight. I just want to know what happened. I mean, like, I know this is kind of really super unrelated, but that actually is totally related. I just got really pissed off at like the third class citizens that demons are in this entire fucking series um yeah demons are definitely a metaphor i think demons are a metaphor i mean i think i think the point is that you can read them as whatever like and this might be possibly the most brilliant part of the book because Hold I know. Oh, okay. Ellis is about to lay okay, down no, some knowledge. Like, okay, so you know, like I do, I do things with like cultural fear and whatever, and I feel like the demons are written as characters where whatever the thing is in that cultural moment when you're reading it, you're able to like read that on them. So if it's like immigrants if it's you know what I mean, people of color, whatever, whatever it, it is, that's them, and yet. All we see is, in my opinion, more humanity in the demons than we see in any of the other characters. They're the most, like they're they're the ones who empathize the most. They try, they try to mm-hmm. like they rein people in and like bring them back to uh-huh. like being better versions of themselves. They're like compassionate. Like they're the best characters, but they get shit on the whole fucking time. And it's like always this whole like um, idea that like anytime anyone, t- well, that's a demon. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're always, they are, they're always like the second class citizen or whatever. But like, no matter when you read this, you're going to read that whatever right. cultural moment you're in right. as that. I th- I agree. I think that the demon characters, which don't get enough page. Not time, at all. Uh, Not at all. Uh, to me, that they're they're the most compelling and the most interesting and the most empathetic. Um, As a plus, they're Scottish and uh, frequently like Hamish and possibly yeah. have red hair. Because of the particular cultural moment that the United States is in right now, right? Like, if you think about the fact that they're either seen as, like, crazy killer people or, like, progenitors of, like, art and culture, it's, like, real easy to map onto the ways that we um, mine Black culture for it, Um, like, pop culture stuff and also demonize that culture when we don't like it. I love M. I also love her. Is M the best queer girlfriend or is she the bestest queer girlfriend? She's a very good queer girlfriend. I would say, yeah, same. Good, very good. Nice, wonderful, great. I couldn't. I would go probably more for a Sarah 
I know it's too many it's feelings. A lot of, like it's a lot. I like that she's. I'm not gonna I like lie. that she's like, let me take the phone and go in the other room with this before she does her feelings. But it is still a lot of feelings. I I think M is great. I think M is a wonderful person. I think M is so many good if, things. If I also would go for Sarah. <laughs> Oh, 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 Chris, 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 what's up, girl? Alex and I disagree on a lot of things, but we don't disagree on I will, any, like, but no, I will partner. say this, though. I will say this, though. If I was um into having a family with a partner, I would oh, definitely yeah, I want M to be that because I'm too much like Sarah. Like, M balance. They're a perfect couple. They really are. They balance right. each other out. And right. Okay. Okay, we have a bonus points round this episode. The bonus points are always something different. One time we played a game of Fuck, Mary Kill. We didn't call it that, though. We called it something Did else. We? One time we had a... Pretty sure we still called it Fuck, Mary Kill. Was Kill. Okay, maybe we did. Maybe we did. Um, we also one time made a menu of who we would eat when we eat the rich. Oh, um, we played Hot or Not last time. That was super we fun. We did. Last time we played Hot or Not. So this time, I thought we could play a game of Would You Rather. I love it. This is a hot take, so okay? This is not a discuss with evidence. Oh, this is not <laughs> a time. I feel attacked. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. No, that was, that was, that I was need you me, all right. to focus. Okay, focus, focus. Speed round, speed round. Let's do it. This is a hot take type of Would You Rather. This Alice. is not a provide textual Alice, evidence. This is a quickie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know <laughs> Lucy, I'm here. Focus, Lucy. Come on, <laughs> you're not focused. Lucy, Diana or Matthew? What? Diana yeah, or Matthew? Go. Diana or Matthew? Question one. Diana or Matthew? What? I'm kind of middle, Diana? so I have to go with Matthew. But at the same mm-hmm. time, he's absolutely insufferable. Sorry, I wasn't supposed to. I wasn't supposed to justify. It's just, okay. it's just for sex. Matthew. Matthew. No, it's just for Matthew. sex. It's okay. It's also Matthew. Ugh, I hate myself. Matthew, same. Self-loathing. Okay, fine. Diana is insufferable, so I guess Matthew. We're all Matthew Bottoms. (laughs) All right. Number two. (laughs) Wine or tea? Wine. Wine. Lucy says tea. I say wine also. Um, And that's the pH trunks, y'all. Does your tea have whiskey in it? I'm confused. It could. Oh, that's good. I I pick tea. Okay. No, oh. just we're moving on. We're moving on. Number three. We're already breaking number three. Wait, number three is the Septuors, which is the vampire house in in uh, France, Diana or the magical witch house in uh, Upstate Diana New York. Grew up in. The one she wants to have sex with, or the one that and, she grew up. No, in? No, it's not the one she wants to have sex with. No, the yeah. Oh, set tours isn't. Oh, sorry, that's the, the French. That was the other the one. That was the other one. My bad. They all run. That's she spends a lot of time describing a lot Oxford. of fucking houses. So, so many houses, you guys. So many houses. Which one would you do? The vampire lair or the witch house? Ellis. This is a hot take. Just say it. Whatever comes out. Whatever comes out. Have it. Ellis, I don't Ellis, know. Ellis, the tours is prettier, but the magic house is magic. I guess the magic house because I could really fuck with people, so I'm into that. Ooh, that's I could very, very good. All right, Lucy, Lucy, go, 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 go. 
Oh, damn. Set to yes. work. Stables. Horseback riding. Also ass muscles. Uh, uh, definitely magic house, you guys. Fall in upstate New York is my oh, vibe. Okay. So okay. Number four. Bundling or not, not bundling. bundling. In, in case you're... Wait, wait. Oh. Alice, hold on. In case you're a listener and you haven't read the book, bundling is when you do a lot mm-hmm. of things, but you definitely don't have sex. Bundling or not bundling? Bundling. Alice. Not fucking bundling at all. Never, never, <laughs> not ever. Why? No. Never. Either you long or you don't long. When you cross a certain line, the, the longing is over, the jig is up, get it done. Honey, but you are the See, queen of bundling. But like, okay, so here's the thing. In the in the book, in the book in bundling, they just lie next to each other. Agree. Not hot. In real bundling, you get wrapped up in a blanket. Yeah. Yeah, and you know who does the rapping? Your fucking parents. That's creepy as fuck. No. Absolutely no. Can you imagine? That is creepy, but if you take the parents out of it, if you take the parents out of it and other people wrap you up, what other people? What other people makes that hot? Sarah and M? That's it. Sarah and M. That's the only ones that make that hot. You're number two and number three. (laughs) Okay, I say it. I say not bundling. All right, number See, she's five. With me. She vampires. Would be on that. See? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, make it happen. Make it happen. Uh, number vampires. five: vampires or witches? Vampires. 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 Done. Same on. Well, okay, maybe like a little bit witches. No, vampires maybe, live forever. Ooh, a bit vampires. Witches. Listen, I don't want to live forever, but I thought I was like a fucking thing, and I'm down for the vampire. Like in the bedroom, like like if I would I rather in the bedroom, I want that like predator bullshit. I want to be in charge. I want to live forever. I want to be beautiful. I want to scare people. I want to have a lifetime to be real smart and learn all the things. Living forever sounds so. Oh my god! You have to make all the good parties you'd go to. I yelled, I'm sorry. What? Do you know how many decisions what? you have to make if you live forever? And let me tell you about how exhausting decision making is. You don't, though, because if you know you're going to live forever, it doesn't really fucking matter. You'll just get another lifetime to fix it. Like, you'll be like, oh, that one didn't work. So 20 years from now, when have I you, still look like I'm 12, I'll decide to do the other thing and see how that works out for me. Okay, controversial <laughs> hot take. I pick witches. So, number six. Discovery of witches Discovery or of witches. Twilight? Discovery of witches. <gasps> Alice is making a face. I don't. Uh... <laughs> I think Which that one? Should be Alice. Alice's answer should just be. <laughs> yeah, that. I hate them both, but I guess Twilight because I read it at the better time in my life, and I'm too jaded for Discovery of Witches. So I guess Twilight, maybe. She is too jaded. All right, okay. Discovery of Witches because right. I like YA, but also I'm in my 30s. Number seven. Discovery Isabel, do you need like to finish whatever is coming after Isabel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, what? Isabel? No, no. Isabel, Isabel, um, Isabel, Isabel, or. Sarah and Sarah I'm gonna have practice. I'm gonna practice screaming that name. <laughs> I mean, I, I said what I said. And I to finish it up, I said what I said. I can get a blood bank. Don't worry. 
I love it. I love it. Oh my god, I bet she's Number. And she's like little. I bet she like crawls all over. Again. Yeah, and she's fast too. She's fast. Oh my god. But then she can be slow. But she's fast. But then she can be slow. You know what she's I mean? Slow. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know what you You could like hide in the woods and let her come find you. <laughs> she could be like, her little rabbit. She could be like, she's, she's rabbit. like, don't come near me when I'm hunting. And you're like, what if you're hunting me, though? <laughs> oh, did I say that like, to a vampire? Oh, shock. Oh, oh what? Gas. <laughs> Diana, fuck you, you stupid bitch. But do you, want, but do you want me to come with you? <laughs> Okay. All right. It was like devolved. There was like a two-second between come and with you, and I was like, "No, that's where we're just going now." Okay, cool. On my end, on my end, it was confusing because earlier she yelled at someone for toilet humor, but she has now had more beer, and so now we are on to nothing but jokes and sex humor. Welcome to stage. I would like to make it very clear. (laughs) I would like to make it very clear. Here, I, Chris, am confessing a thing. I am never drunk enough for potty humor. Always, always. Doesn't matter if Mm, I am dead sober. I don't know. I I don't know. Bryn, could you say tutor one more time? (laughs) (laughs) Anytime you like, baby. Do you form a coven or do you form a coven? Do you coven? form a coven? Form a coven. Actually, Guys, what is I'm that? Say a Can I have that again? Here. Can I have that again? What are you form a coven or do you form a coven or do you form a coven? I'm gonna controversial it and say you form a coven. Oh damn! With Isabel, I like it. We're gonna let one vampire. With Isabel, Isabel all the way, a vampire in a coven. It's gonna be great. So about those final grades, though, we probably should do those eventually. Yeah, we probably should. Ellis, I think you. This is the super fun segment where we all give the book a letter grade. With um, absolutely no tie to actual grades, it doesn't really matter. Um, but then we give a short it reason why. It should matter. It should totally matter, though. Universe. It's twenty twenty. Nothing, nothing matters. matters. <laughs> nothing matters. So Alice is going to go first. Alice, what okay, do you give so the book? at one point, I think I was really drunk, and I was like C minus, and that was the last time we recorded. This. I'm looking at the show notes. <laughs> I'm looking at the show notes. We and tried it, twice, like, you guys. It's clearly we like twice. commentary on mine, and I'm like, fuck if I remember even grading it, much less having an opinion about it. <laughs> B minus, but solid B, solid B, eighty five. I feel I mean, like there are periods where there should be question marks, but I'm reading I mean, it, it sounds, in your voice, Lucy. So like I know me. it's a question. <laughs> Yeah, it does right, if right. it was a question. Right. It needs a question. Right. Get all of it. Just all questions. In our second recording where we are <laughs> cogent enough to make a recording at all, what <laughs> grade would you give it, Ellis? No one has puked yet, so that's a win. <laughs> I have witch water has not defeated Ooh, us. All right. Um, so originally I had said a C-. minus. But okay, so 
So what had happened was like I was really upset about some things and also drunk, and so I might a have little been harder on it. A little like, hard. That's why you don't grade. That's why you don't grade mm-hmm. when you're pissed off. You mm-hmm. don't grade when you're pissed off, right? Mm-hmm. We all know that. You don't. Sure. If you read a paper that's real, just pisses you off, you stop and you start the next day. I should have done. I should have done. I didn't. Uh, so I'm gonna up it from a C minus. I'm gonna give it. A C plus. Chris here with my final grade. I'm going to give this book an 82. Oh. There is a lot of problematic shit, but it's fun as hell. Oh, I don't think I said why I gave it what I gave it, but whatever. I gave it what I gave it. You could say. Do you need to say? It is what it is. Alice is ready to be done. I gave it what I gave it because I fucking hate this YA, but I enjoyed hate reading it very much. And I enjoyed talking about it with you lovely bitches even more. So I'm going to give it a C plus because it gave us so much to talk about. That was a... I don't like that author for what she did, but I... I still greatly enjoy this book. I had a really good time. I think it does all of the things that the genre wants it to do for the most part, whatever its genre is. It's somewhere between like YA and the new adult thing, right? It's not dirty enough to be new adult yet, but it's close. And so it's doing like all the things that the genre wants it to do. And if you think about that, that's like an average grade. And in like jackass schools, the people will say that's like a C, right? But I think that's kind of a B. And then that leaves like A's for like magic right and so I'm going with like an I'm still I'm sticking with my really drunk answer which was B solid solid 85 oh okay well um I picked it so obviously I'm into everyone having their own fetishes and fantasies I like it so do I'm going to give it a B plus. I don't care. I think that everybody should do the things that they like and also get someone else to agree to in the bedroom. And if, it, if your shit is sniffing people and having a very strong protective instinct, then so be it. It is that these like things inside of you are affecting your daily life, whether you want to acknowledge them or not. And potentially just go ahead and acknowledge them, lean into it, and become the powerful witch bitch that you are. That should be on a coaster. Become the powerful witch bitch that you are. You quote on a t-shirt. I'm wearing it. I want to get on a sweatshirt. I'm going to get on a t-shirt. I'm going to put on the ass of my fucking pants. Because (laughs) become... The powerful witch bitch that you are. Live into your fantasies, girl. You're writing your own story. Write your own fanfic. So there's that. Many thanks to everyone for listening and drinking with us tonight. Um, Please remember that you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PHDrunkPodcast. And you can also go over to our Patreon page, which is www.patreon.com. PH Drunk Podcast, where you can then buy us a drink, um, because then we'll cheers you on our show, and you definitely want us to do that. Uh, and it also 
Yeah, we will absolutely name you by name and cheers you on our show if you buy us a drink. Like, we're we so into you. it. You'll tell all of your fucking handles, whatever you want from us. We are whatever you need us to be. Um, please buy us a drink. We will love Shout you forever. Shout out how much you love and the episode. It will allow us to keep drowning our back. existential despair, which there's. Oh, yeah. Show Lucy some love, y'all. Put yes, in the comments on our socials. Um, okay, so thanks as always to Anchor, our foolproof platform. Um, they make this podcast possible for us because we are not good with technology. Um, although Chris has become quite good with technology lately. Um, because some of us... Shout out to Chris for being our foolproof yeah, platform. Yeah, some of us... We a lot of help every single time we fucking record. Um, so anyway, join, Come in yeah, join us next time for the third and final book in our modern month. Month, you know, in scare quotes. Uh, and that book will be Magic for Liars by Sarah Gailey. It's a magical school booth and murder, apparently. Uh, that all sounds... That sounds real good. I'm into. I love a murder. Anything with a murder. Um, okay, so yeah, definitely join us next time because apparently I'm gonna love it. Um, anyway, that's it for us. Books Witch down. Bottom up. Bottom up. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I had to insert myself in the closing. I'm so sorry. Which bit? Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. Definitely. <laughs>